Hi, and welcome to Breaking Autopilot, a conversational podcast about intentional living. I'm not even sure what today's message is going to be about. And so I'm setting my intention as just letting it come on out naturally, just as if it were a conversation. Deep breath. There's some hesitation, some uncertainty. So I switch my direction to offering, to love, to acceptance, and decide if there's something to speak about. That in itself, you could say has been the journey here of late, the last six weeks or so. The paths that are crossing have been still in that central journey, that central introspection. I can remember thinking, are we done yet? How much longer are we to look within? When can I be fixed? When can I say enough's enough? What has occurred through this last several weeks and journey was a shift in perception in so many things. I was opening, I was already being grateful, already practicing an attitude of gratefulness and joy, already simply amazed that this is my life, this is my day, this is my time to share space with whoever crosses my path. And my heart's been so touched by the people that have crossed my path, both in my normal life that were already there and those that became new friends or new acquaintances. So maybe not everyone is a close friend and that's okay. But what I realize in this last six weeks is that the journey to work on herself is really the only thing that I can really know. And everything else is something I'm creating stories about. So I spent a great deal of my summer with a sadness, a heavy heart. And I believe that heavy heart was something that was outside of me. Something about caring for other person. That I worried. I worried that it was my fault. Damage had been done. That something had opened up. That I wasn't using my gifts. Appropriately. That somehow my fault. Was their pain. And I wanted to fix it. Or I realized 
that I carry guilt for having what I have, for being happy, for being secure, for being loved. And so if I didn't feel like someone else had that, then sometimes I didn't go around them. And what I realized, that was more about me than them. In both those situations, I was over-caring, attributing it to worry. When I say over-caring, there's such a thing. But worry is a more appropriate word. And I wanted to be a savior. I wanted to help them. So I continued to reach out, continued to offer. But I also got in their business. And now I realize that sometimes not asking permission to be in the business, not being invited into someone else's business, it's best if I get out of it and tend to my own and be able to release whatever that scenario is to something outside of me. To realize it's not my job to come in and fix things anymore. And we talk about this. We talk about the difference between our masculine personalities, our feminine personalities that we all have. The rewards that come in this Western world by coming across as directive, solving problems, instituting procedures, following letter of the law, interpreting, analyzing, deciding what's best for someone else in our masculine career world. Such a reward we get for that. Boy, did I become good. I remember watching Scandal when she came in and fixed things. And then gracefully walked out and off and on to the next thing. And that's how I even became in that work setting, sometimes thinking in my head, let's get this done. And then something else will come and we'll move on. With people in relationships, it's so much different. And that's where our feminine energies come into where we have to pause sometimes you have to realize whose business is it what is within our own thought what are we creating and what's real and somebody told me when we argue with reality we lose a hundred percent of the time so the question is what's reality and that's each person's decision of what reality is. And it changes moment to moment. The past is an experience that happened, how I perceive it, also changes. The future is something that yet to happen, and how I perceive it. And what I believe is going to happen or not happen 
creates whatever I think is my reality. When in this moment, the only reality is right here. What's here right now? So I've been asking myself that question, what's here right now? Because I've spent a lot of time on my past and a lot of time on my future. And I spend some time in my present, but especially these six weeks, a lot more time in the present. The present's a lot harder at first. The sense of busyness that's always been my present moment is about thinking about what I need to catch up on, what I've already assigned as my roles, and what I need to do in the future for all those things that I've already put on myself that I should be doing. So my present is taken up with doing. Doing the obligations I've created on myself. Doing towards the obligations I've already placed on myself. Without the pause of what in this moment is there. What time is there. You could go back to that multitasking, single tasking. What in this present moment is there? And we give attention to so many things in the present moment, and it distracts. Sometimes it's necessary. Other times we have a freedom for a single focus, a deeper focus, a deeper presence. And in those present moments, when we say, what's here right now? The heart goes away. The question is, is it really hard now? Right here in this moment. It just is. So it's been hard. But this moment, if we're able to stop, put a pause and think, then maybe it's really not hard. pause between the stimulus and the response contributes to our nervous system contributes to how our body works gives us the benefit of our breath and focus helps us to make clear decisions sound decisions when we can place a pause in between the stimulus and the response We can place a longer pause between the stimulus and response and we can actually go within our body and feel what it feels like. Tension, joy, overwhelmed, exhilaration, worry, gratitude, soft, tight, Interesting, curious, what are words that you can place into feelings through what your actual body is feeling, the tightness, the openness of particular places inside? Can you notice 
that's really stirring. And let the information travel from the internal up to the brain. Your intuition, your gut. That's interesting. And that's been a focus practice called a body scan. To sit and look within, to feel. Do we have something that's been ailing us? Something that's screaming out that wants to be seen? Some part of us through our years that we hear replaying? Can we become aware of it? So this may sound weird, deep, because those are the voices that sometimes come in and critical, like, oh my goodness gracious. Without a context, how would you take this? And the difference is, it doesn't matter. Because I'm creating that story and I'm getting into your business when I start to worry about how you're going to take it. And the intention of this podcast is to be free. To be open, to be real, to be authentic, to acknowledge that critic, that story that I'm placing of what happens when it goes outside of this realm and is released into that universe. Because the only thing that I have responsibility for is what I release into it. And then quietening what I can is what I take back into it from the universe, from the energies, from the trusting of God's plan. I know we've even talked about words in the last few weeks. Boy, when you say a word, is your body tense? Your body feel joy with certain words? And where did that meaning come from? And that word, where did that feeling come from? For me, trust. It's taken me a couple of weeks to understand that the word trust was I was tight, ready to fight, ready to put on that turtle shell of armor, and Lord help me if you got close to me. That was not going to happen. I wasn't going to really trust. I might tell you I do. But internally what I felt, just the word in itself, stomach turn, stomach tighten with the word. Until awareness came in, and I realized that the word itself had taken on a connotation for me of fear. That the word itself, I had attached meaning to it. I created this world that I couldn't trust. And what was going to happen if I did? So when I realized that awareness of the word, I wasn't simply going to just sit there with it. I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm not. That uncomfortable feel was not going to come all on at once. So over the next few weeks, what I first decided to do was I'm not going to use the word, right? I'm just not going to. I get a choice in that. 
can't make me feel uncomfortable. I'm going to fight that. That's exactly what the word's doing. It's exactly what I feel in my body. Uh-uh. Trust, you can go away. But I said the meaning of what someone was talking about trust was and whether I was coming from fear or coming from love, what am I de- what's happening with that word? Then I said, you know what? We're just going to use a different word. So if the idea of trust was to place the next step in God's plan and not know for certain what's going to happen, what the day's going to hold, then let's just simply use a different word, right? I can do that. So I chose flow. I'm going to flow. And flow was soft. It was change, an acceptance of change as water flow. The tide rolls in, the tide rolls out. No actions required. That beach, that shell, that ocean, the tide rolls in, the tide rolls out. Flow. The past is what it is. The future is yet to happen. There is no should on me place so heavy that I must act in this moment, that I must fight in this moment, that I actually have an opportunity to flow. And so that became my word. That became my joy. Yet both the trust and flow were the same thing that I was talking about. So it gave me a point of acceptance with the word. So over the next few weeks, flow. What's going on today? I don't know. I'm just going to flow. There's certain points in my schedules in my day that I'm going to do. But in between those schedules and those points, I'm going to notice how I got to those points. I'm going to notice what my body felt up to those points, up to those meetings, up to those occurrences, whether it's something I wanted to do, something I felt obligated to do, something my body felt pressure or felt joy, felt ease. And if I felt pressure that I could breathe and I could relax and I could tell my body that it's okay. I'm making choices. And I can choose to follow through with whatever tightened through my system. And maybe I didn't choose to be in that scenario again or in that company again. Or maybe I chose to be honest with my communication and what I wanted. Because my fear was... I'm going to get exactly what I'm expecting and never communicate what I really want. In many scenarios, many different depths between point A to point B in our days. But awareness was in between those points. Body scans were in between those points. Taking 20 minutes out of our day and sitting with ourself to let the body bubble up, let it come up to what the mind lets out, 
to invite something in that I'm not saying and making decisions about in a sense of doing, a sense of being, a sense of telling, a sense of directing. And that was practicing mindfulness. Just following the breath from the belly to the chest to the nose. An inhale and a rise. And a gentle release of the breath through the nose, the mouth, the chest and the belly. And letting that be my focus. Softening through my shoulders, softening through my forehead, softening through my jaw. Will be my first points. And from there... The tension in my head would start to release. And maybe I got nothing else but a few moments of peace when I started my first mindfulness. No messages. Nothing but silence and being able to sit and know that silence itself wasn't scary. Knowing that I chose my perception of interactions once I realized what was really going on. And then finding humility when I got in someone else's business to set apologize. For holding resentment that was mine. My choice if I want to interact. My choice if I want to hang on to it or if I want to let go. And if I'm having difficulty, then I can ask for prayer and I can ask for assistance. And if I'm having joy, I can celebrate that with prayer. And even in the podcast, in this silence that I notice in between my words, is it intentional? It just is. But it hasn't come naturally. It came with practice. It came with communicating with other people, seeing something different, being told different words, being accepted to talk about what feels like from the inside out, being accepted to feel something different, to see yourself to accept yourself, the light that's within you, letting that light shine and not being afraid of what others think of their perception. Letting go of that false reality that I'm automatically creating and automatically judging myself for. Because in the end, those that judge, well, that's their business. There's comparing selves to others. That's their business. It's not mine. My business is my authenticity. Authenticity. Living from my now. Living from my intention to create healing, to create acceptance extend grace 
to love myself and not think that that's a big ego trip. That realizing loving self takes some burden off of others. That it's not their job to cradle me, to lift me up every day, to touch me, and to feel, for me to feel, a sense of heaven. That that sense is already within me. That's what loving self is becoming. It's not always easy. It's not easy to not look outside of yourself and look for something else to find that happiness. Someone else to spend that time with and we share space to feed the ego. But when you're not in that space and you sit with it and you wonder, how does it make me feel? Am I able to get that sense without a person? Do I feel anxious when I'm not with a person, when I'm not doing something, when I'm not overworking or working out to where that I am perfecting this outward body, that I'm so critical of it? Do I hear what I'm saying to myself in the greatest percentages of my day? And when did it become unpopular to just accept and love yourself and that not be an ego trip? Chances are that became unpopular a long time ago in our own minds when we created defenses. We got stung. We got hurt. Chances are that's when it became unpopular. We circle ourselves around people who have a loving spirit with themselves, a loving spirit that they feel that there is something else out there in that universe that helps to guide, direct, and to still express love. That sense of support and energy, sense of communication, Helps to just be. And I'm so glad that that is the paths that cross and that stay and linger a little while and little good nuggets that are dropped from those experiences that I receive in and hopefully that I leave along the way. Just by simply being So practice of mindfulness, practice of awareness, practice of what is here now, what do I feel within, finding my breath, anchoring it, releasing, giving my body's cues to relax, and the time to be curious, finding the confidant to explore, to communicate, to be open. To reopen your 
authenticity. To love yourself. Show yourself grace. And be able to extend grace to others. May the path continue. Fly.